1: It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan.
0: Are you ready for HUGE opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on this Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He had a chance to get out and hit the golf ball on Saturday up in North Kent. We'll be at Tullymore before you know it. Matt Golden, the CEO, told me Tullymore is ready to open up on Friday. Weather's supposed to be fantastic this weekend. Book your tee time right now at TullymoreGolf.com. They're less than an hour north of GR. Speaking of golf... Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. He'll join us in a few moments. We'll get his thoughts on John Rahm winning the green jacket on Sunday night at a blustery Augusta place where Grand Rapids, Michigan, and at least the west side of the state had better weather than Georgia. Ah, people are all moving up from Georgia to Michigan. The weather's better in West Michigan. So we'll talk about the Masters. Graham Couch will join us in about 25 minutes. His thoughts on Mel Tucker and MSU spring football game. I will say that Spartan football has like zero street conversation. And that's off a bad year. And the fact, I'll be honest, and I know a Michigan State fan doesn't want to hear it, you're a dwarf by what Michigan has done the last two years in beating Ohio State twice, winning two straight Big Ten championship games, and going to the Final Four two years in a row. Michigan State football is not a topic of conversation in this state. It isn't. Maybe amongst football coaches. It's just not right now. And Omel Tucker doesn't do the circuit and go on and do the interviews like Izzo will go everywhere. And I mean, on Zoom and on the phone and talk about his program in season and out of season. Mel Tucker doesn't do that. He runs his Spartan football program like Alabama or Georgia, which, again, if you can get to that level, more power to you. But their spring game is coming up, spring scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. And we'll preview that throughout the week. Hey, when coaches don't come on, I don't stop talking about the schools. I don't have any agendas. At least none that I talk about on air. (laughs) You have any agendas? No. No. None that I want to share publicly. None at all. So if you want to join us, you can chime in on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Bushlight, huge question of the day. What was your go-to TV over the weekend? Was it the Masters? Was it the Tigers? You tell me. Was it Dwayne Casey and the Pistons? Casey now reportedly, according to reports, moved to the front office. Uh, you know, we've talked about the rebuilds that were going on at the same time with the Pistons, Lions, Tigers, and Wings. Stevie, why, I see what he's doing. He just needs more toughness, more backside help in front of the net i've said that for 4 years and waiting just for young guys to blossom man that's a that's a tall order in the nhl with all the teams in front of you lions are there lions guys want to play for them players take less pay it's legit it's real it's not hype it's not hyperbole lions are ready to be one of the best teams In the NFC as Mr. Rogers goes to New York. Two Super Bowls in five years. Not two Super Bowl wins. I said two Super Bowls. I'm Keith Morrison. Tonight, Dateline presents Psycho Lions fan. Ah, the sleepy little hamlet of Ada, Michigan. Bill Simonson would wake up every day ready to go tell his 19 radio stations that the Lions were going to two Super Bowls in five years. But what happened next, you would never expect. I'm Lester Holt, tonight on Dateline. Psycho Lions fan. (laughs) Keith Morrison, my favorite baller, or... I said, Muller, oh my God, what am I? Am I even here today? I called you Muller. Wow. That might be the first time I've ever, maybe one other time. It's been one of those days. I think it's too nice of a weekend. I feel like I'm in Florida, like I'm on vacation. Keith Morrison's favorite one for me, and I, I, I do the impression with my friends all the time where he's talking to a convicted killer, right? And he's in the little glass, you know, the glass between him and the convicted killer in the jail. And he's like, so you're going to tell me that you had nothing to do with the brutal murder of that woman? No, I told you before I had nothing to do with it. Well, I think a jury of your peers felt otherwise. (laughs) He's got his legs crossed. He's all, like, calm, cool collective. Oh, my Lord. Let's go talk to Mark Wilson, PGA rules official. He has worked 66 golf majors, officiated, 22 masters. His streak was broken, but Tiger Woods' streak continued. Uh, Mark was in studio last Friday, and we had great conversation during round two of the masters, even though... Uh, weather caused a couple of delays. Mark is joining us once again on the Meyer guest line, ready to talk about an unbelievable comeback by Rom, and he held off the pack. and I think the best story, and I, I think he's a fantastic champion, Mark. But Phil Mickelson to me was the story of the weekend.
2: Well, no question, Rom is a great champion and was playing well, uh, and so really, in the end, no surprise. Uh, it- Rom obviously won. If Scotty Scheffler had won, that wouldn't have been a surprise. And if Brooks had held on, that wouldn't have been a surprise either. But uh, yesterday, I think that Phil and Jordan Spieth sort of played off each other. I think they really were comfortable with their pairing. The weather was good. And really, when you think about it, they, they didn't have anything to lose. And they could just go as low as they could. And I think it was quite a nice combination. And so now Phil becomes the oldest player to finish in the top five at the Masters at almost 53 years of age. Runner-up. And just think about if a couple of breaks had gone a different way, he might have won.
1: Mark, uh, Phil in shape, the weight loss, like you mentioned, uh, he was really at ease. He wasn't defensive. He was honest about Live and how much he respects uh, – Augusta invited him back to play, but being a former champion, he's got that lifetime open invitation. But, uh, you know, the Live Golf Tour from Kepka to Phil, uh, yesterday was good for golf, or not just yesterday, I'll I'll say the entire weekend was good for golf because uh, away from the, the pettiness or the lines in the sand, that it was just about the best golfers in the world over the weekend. And whether it was live golfers who all posted and done well, and you know, look at Kepka and Phil or John Rahm, who's at the top of the PGA Tour in the golf world right now, it was just it, it was about watching the best go at it for the most coveted prize in golf.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and as you mentioned, the live golfers certainly uh, performed well. Kepka couldn't hold on, which when you and I left the studio on Friday, uh, I I don't think anybody would have expected that at 12-under, he'd end up at minus 8 by the end of the tournament. I mean, that was quite stunning. But really, Mickelson, Patrick Reed uh, uh, played well as well, uh, especially yesterday. And you're right. I think some of the atmosphere that the media has built in these stories about the LIV Tour we're dispelled in a way by seeing the camaraderie among the players. The players don't really seem to care that much, do they? They respect the other players for their decisions. That, you know, everybody's got to make a decision in their life about what they want to do. And they really seem kind of at ease with each other over the weekend. Some of that is the tone that the that the Masters tournament set, but this tone's gonna continue, I think, at the PJ Championship. At the U.S. Open and and at the Open Championship.
1: And John Rom, who who do you put him up against when you look at the great names in golf you've seen? And Mark Wilson, PGA Rules Official, lives in West Michigan. He's worked sixty six golf majors, part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. Joining us here on the Huge Show, uh, who's the comparable golfers you've seen in your lifetime to Rom?
2: You know he's. Um, He's a little bit fiery, so you'd give him that Seve uh, tag, and, and it's hard not to, to just because of the, the uh, Spanish lineage in terms of great golfers. Um, well, you know, we'll have to see, too. This is his second major win, uh, and he becomes the only European player to have won the Masters and the U.S. Open, which is really unique. Um, he's obviously physically big, uh, kind of got those broad shoulders like Greg Norman. And uh, so I think he's got uh, some different characteristics. I-, I can't really pinpoint one player that I'd compare him to.
1: Moving forward now, uh, Ram, his career, uh, do you think he's destined for a sustained greatness run?
2: Well, he's certainly strong. And I wouldn't count out Kepka, though, when you think about it. You know, since 2017... Brooks has won four majors, two U.S. Opens, and two PGA's. And I think really interestingly, he's been runner-up in four majors also. And that's really big because look at somebody like Jack Nicklaus, 18 majors, runner-up in 19 majors. Or somebody like Phil, runner-up in six U.S. Opens. But back to Rahm, certainly he has seems to have the drive uh, he, he's, he's hungry, competitive, he's physically strong, and uh, he could be on quite a run. But, but I do think we're in for a lot of really good majors. When you think about, you just look down that leaderboard, Bill, there wasn't a name missing except for the three that missed the cut, Justin Thomas, Bryson, and Rory. But you go the rest of the way down that leaderboard, and the future of golf was on that leaderboard, and a little of the history of golf with Phil Mickelson.
1: Uh, by the way uh, the 2023 masters prize money purse payouts winnings for a ROM a record 18 million dollar pool 18 million Wow
2: yes well and the players championship was worth 20 and these majors these majors are obviously going to increase in terms of uh, the prize money available Um uh, but for a lot of reasons, but obviously to continue to attract the top players.
1: Yeah, how about Rahm? He got $3.24 million uh, for winning the Masters, which is a jump on Scheffler, last year's winner, uh, by $630,000. Wow. Six, 630000
2: by the way, is about what Sam Sneed
1: won in his lifetime. Yeah, second, Mickelson and Brooks. Wow. Each got yeah. one point five nine four million. Yeah, for runner up, tied for runner up. Third got one point2 one point two million plus, you know, twenty four thousand. Fourth place, which was a tie between Spieth, Reed, and Russell Henley, each got seven hundred forty four thousand. If you go all the way down, uh, Sahitha Tagala, who had that unbelievable chip in, uh, he finished ninth and got five hundred and twenty-two grand.
2: Just think about that. A lot of people would like to have earn that in a
1: lifetime. Oh my lord! I you go down to the the bottom of, of guys who just showed up and made the cut, right? Yes. Is that uh, Charles Schwartzel and Freddie Couples got forty five thousand three hundred sixty dollars each?
2: Yeah, and it wasn't long ago that was about ten thousand. So even that's increased pretty exponentially yeah, you know what it might mean Bill right. Bill, I'll, I'll meet you on the lesson team we'll continue to work on your game
1: mm, no and Bennett was an amateur so uh, he doesn't get anything but he he missed out on a, a big pay day uh, as well but I think he has a bright future on the PGA Tour the fifth year senior at uh, Texas A&M wonderful uh, weekend of golf wow look at that man that's some 18 well they're trying what what they're doing and this has been a, and this goes back to the Live guys, which finished tied for second, that they knew they needed to ramp up their money because they didn't want to lose any more golfers to the Live Tour. And it's kind of like Kepka, you can say what you want to about the Live Tour, but over the course of seven days, with the $4 million he won at the Orlando Live Tour stop, plus you mix in what he won at Augusta, uh, he took home. Over five and a half million dollars for seven days. Well, it'd be ten days, peeling back to the start of the live tournament. So less than two weeks of work. Two full weeks if you mix in practice rounds. Uh, Brooks Koepka, uh, who won Orlando, finished second after blowing the lead to Rom. Took home over five and a half million dollars.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's uh, it's incredible, isn't it? The the, the money that uh, that they play for, and yet. You know, a lot of them are still, obviously, they're playing for great prize money, but they still all want to compete. I mean, I think this is going to be quite a memorable Masters when, when you think about it in terms of all the things that happened. This might be a milestone in Tiger's career. Freddie Couples making the cut, at, at the oldest player to make the cut. Mickelson's finish. Brooks's sort of, I wouldn't call it a collapse, but he certainly didn't play very well on the weekend. And then maybe the new era of John Rahm. Really, really a lot of interesting storylines this weekend.
1: Also, another storyline that happened on Saturday: Will Zalatoris had season-ending back surgery. One of the rising stars on the PGA Tour uh, will miss the remainder of the two thousand and twenty-two, two thousand and twenty-three PGA Tour season. So he had uh, consulted his doctors and. Uh, he went through surgery on Saturday, and he hopes to return fully uh, next season. So there you go, Wills Zalatoris. You know, back, sir, you get back issues when you're a golfer. Uh, that, that Again, medical technology. Look at Tiger, able to walk. He has plantar fasciitis. And, you know, one thing, we talk about Tiger all the time, and Mark Wilson, PGA, to a rules official, lives in West Michigan. He's joining us, one of our PGA and LPGA insiders. I know we talk about Tiger, but he has that look like, how much longer are you going to keep doing this when you don't have to? And that's not a well, knock on him.
2: Didn't It certainly felt that way about 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon when you watched him in the rain, and you watched him, and he could barely walk. And, Bill, this plantar fasciitis is a new story. I haven't heard. I mean, I was aware of the leg surgery and everything else, but plantar fasciitis can be so painful and there's not really a cure. You have to tape your feet, and you have to take an anti-inflammatory. But it can really be brutal. And when you looked at him walk in that cold rain, uh, it, it, was, it was really sad. I mean, I, you could just feel for him. I, he looked like he was in agony.
1: Plantar fasciitis, I had it back in the late 90s. Uh, hurt my foot playing basketball, and it was four months before I could play hoops again. It was like... Somebody cut your heel, uh, and it was – I had to be on crutches for two weeks uh, that you couldn't even put pressure on it, so it's not easy. You have to wear an orthotic, which I assume he is in a shoe. I'm not a podiatrist, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express right up there by Ferris State University where Mark Wilson is part of the PGA Golf Management Program, an illustrious, decorated teacher of future PGA pros and a golf historian – like no other. Uh, Mark, I appreciated the in-studio golf conversation. Today's look back at the Masters, and we'll talk soon.
2: Bill, it was a pleasure, and uh, it's a beautiful day. I've been outside all afternoon in the, our practice area, and uh, with the students, it's been
1: great. Look at that. A practice area was still... Let's go outside, guys. We're going to go outside to work. We're going to work on our chipping. Yeah, you guys got a tough job up there at the Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. Thank you, Mark. My pleasure, Bill. Talk to you soon. Yeah, total pro, on and off air, all class. People who know, Mark, you know what I'm talking about. I do have a message for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So the NBA playoffs are here. And if you want to get in on the action, this is for new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. It's simple and easy. Plus, everybody on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app. This is for everybody. Uh, who has DraftKings downloaded on their phone, opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So download the app now, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers then can make a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA playoff game and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. We'll get an update on Michigan State spring football game that's happening this weekend. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal and a co-host on the Couch in the Rube podcast will join us next.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den
2: with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I've seen a lot of box scores in my day, but never seen one like the one we saw Saturday in Madison, Alabama. Game between the Rocket City Trash Pandas and the Chattanooga Lookouts. The Trash Pandas no-hit the lookouts and lost 7-5. Seventh and final inning went a little like this. Walk, walk, pop out, walk, strikeout two outs walk one run scores error three run score hit batter hit batter and another hit batter walk wild pitch another hit batter the fourth and then mercifully a strikeout seven runs on four hits an error four hit batters and a wild pitch and no hits lookouts win seven to five further proof you just never know what you're going to see when you go to the ballpark
1: TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7 everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. The one, two.
2: Right side to
1: We are back live across Michigan. Monday broadcast heard on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Bush Light, huge question of the day. What was your go-to sports on TV this past week? It Had to be the Masters, probably Tigers, for those of you listening in Michigan. one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. They have locations all across Michigan. They're a local bank you can depend on and trust, and that's more important than ever before. 1-866-838-4843. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain, text word HUGE to 21000. Let's go talk about Michigan State spring football game and the state of Spartan football with Coach Tucker. Graham Couch, Couch in the Roo podcast host, also opinion maker in the Lansing State Journal and on his Twitter feed is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. Welcome back, Graham. Thanks for having me, Bill. I mentioned earlier in, in today's lineup and broadcast that, you know, Michigan State football doesn't have a lot of street talk in this state. And I think part of that is when you have a season where you underperformed and there's not a lot of star power. Kenneth Walker was off to the NFL and there's just not a lot of talk about Spartan football outside of those, you know, coaching and football circles. And you have what Michigan has done the last two years has kind of dwarfed everything, Michigan State. Your thoughts on Mel Tucker from what you witnessed last season to this off season and what the focus has been on spring ball as they move towards another year of Spartan football.
3: Yeah, I mean I- I think without question, you know, last year is one of those years that sort of humbles the program, right? And it it forces a fan base to sort of, uh, you know, go back in its shell and then figure out where things actually are. Um, and, you know, I, I think that was probably good in one sense because what they produced the year before going 11-2 and two wasn't really true to where the program was in terms of depth of talent and roster health and recruiting and, and all that stuff. And so that created sort of a false expectation. And and when you have a year like last year, I think it refocuses people. I think there's the, the swagger is gone a little bit, um, but there, there are some things that I think are that they're in better shape than a year ago. And they're obviously healthier up front on the offensive line. When they started last spring, they had like, six, seven guys they were playing with on the offensive line. Now they're at, they were at 19 at the beginning of the spring. I think that's, I mean, you're just able to, uh, you know, you're just able to actually compete and practice in a different way. I think they, um, you know, they still have, they have, you know, they have a competition that's, that's open at quarterback, which was probably needed uh, after last year. And, and Peyton Thorne may still win that job, but it's not guaranteed to be his sort of the way it was a year ago. Uh, and I, I think there are a lot of guys that defense, has been picked on for a couple of years. We'll see if they're ready to turn a corner. And I and I, I do think that what happened to them last year was uh, probably more uh, akin to where they actually are as a program. And, and in that sense, it's healthy.
1: Graham College, Lansing State Journal, Spartan Insider, when it comes to everything Michigan State, joining us on the Meyer Guest sign. So where's this team at right now? Talent, depth, uh, coaching staff, looking ahead to the schedule in the fall of 2023, what would you say are in-house expectations there uh, on campus? What are realistic expectations? And where is there a lot of work needed between now and the start of the season?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that is that's the question. Where is the program, so to speak? What is what is real and what is – I mean, I think the expectations are different for externally for a lot of different people you talk to. I mean, there are people who think that they ought to be close to where they were a couple years ago in terms of competing near the top of the Big Ten, and the problem with that is if you just look at the program from a recruiting class standpoint and sort of where the key players are and, and, and where Mel Tucker is with his recruiting classes, the kids coming in last year, last season, the true freshmen were Mel Tucker's first real recruiting class. And so that's where the program is. I mean, essentially, everybody else who's older and competing is either a D'Antonio holdover, came in as a Zoom recruit in a weird year in 2020, uh, or as a transfer, which is a great way to fill holes in a program, but not a great way to build a program. And so the, the program to me, judgment day comes 2024, even 2025, in terms of, is this gonna work under Mel Tucker? And I think that's hard for people to hear, But that's sort of where it is. I don't know if it's going to work under him or not, but I think you can't fairly judge what's in front of you until then. And at that point, you'll kind of know. This year, I mean, they've got some playmakers that I think give them a chance to be competitive. Um, They've got a guy like Keon Coleman, who I think can be a bona fide guy who can cause problems for any team, you know, and and is a pro. Um, They should be a little bit more sturdy and, and deeper on the offensive line. The question for me is whether the defense is ready to turn a corner. And, you know, that, that's been a group that has been a weakness for a couple of years. And it, can that group have something to hang its hat on? And uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they need something there where they're good at something, and they just haven't been. And, 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 I, and I don't know the answer to that.
1: You know, is there an answer? Uh, it's an open quarterback battle. I mean, Mel Tucker didn't hide that fact. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence in Thorne or he wants his guy – Uh, In there, your thoughts, because it really all starts uh, with quarterback play and a strong defense, Uh, who do you think is the QB come game one this fall for Michigan State?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. If I had to put money on it, I would guess it was Thorne. Um, That doesn't mean I think he'll necessarily finish the year. I think he'll have a shorter leash. But I think if you've got two guys who are relatively even – and you go with the younger guy. You are committing to that, and you're basically telling the older guy, we're, "We're making the move." It's harder to go back to the older guy, and and I think it's easier to go with the you know if if, if all things are equal, and, and you think, and I think there is a sense that Peyton Thorne you know has a uh, probably a better uh, grasp of the whole offense in certain ways, and and you know a lot of last year. Look, I don't think he had a great year, but I also think he was playing with a with a short deck, so to speak, and it was a tough year to be a quarterback there. So, you know, he, he might still have another, you know, more to his ceiling. And and I'm very curious which way they go. If you were, if they were sure they were going to go another way, and I don't think they are, you know, you would almost want to do that by the end of spring. And you've got enough quarterbacks under scholarship. You would let somebody like Peyton Thorne find another place and, uh, and kind of give him that respect. And, but I don't think they're, you know, I, I, by no means do I think they're done with Peyton Thorne and, and, you got to remember, Katen Hauser. They're very high on. Is still just a redshirt freshman, and what it takes to master a you know a fairly sophisticated college offense that's quarterback driven in a lot of ways. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think ultimately, if if I had to bet right now, Thorn wins that job out of fall camp. Um, but I also don't think they'll let that position struggle and just leave it with that guy if that were to happen.
1: Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal, opinion maker, Couch in the Rube podcast, co-host talking Michigan State football. Who are the playmakers on offense this year? Because a stagnant offense last year that had some playmakers like uh, Reed but really didn't have the ability to get him going in the game plan and also keep guys healthy. Uh, Who would be the touchdown makers on the Spartan offense right now, the leading candidates?
3: Well, I mean, Keon Coleman I think is – sort of looked at it at another level and I think he's got a chance. We saw flashes of it where he at 6'4, 215 or whatever he is. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's got an NFL build. Um he, he didn't play basketball this year even though I think that's his first love because he understands his money is in football and this is that year to to have that breakout year and, and getting into the draft and so I, you know, I would expect if he's healthy that he'll be a guy who separates himself. Um They've got some depth there at that position, and there's some younger guys that I think would be interesting. I think, you know, the, the, the tight end position is also interesting. Like A guy like Malik Carr, who's just got a prototypical build, got all the tools in the world, did not have a great year last year, and part of that was health. Can he stay healthy? Uh, I think he was humbled a little bit last year. He also didn't play basketball. And there's a guy with an NFL build who should be a difference maker. And uh, at running back, they got a lot of guys. I don't know who breaks out. You know, Nathan Carter. There's been a lot of buzz about him. The transfer from UConn is, is a really sort of seasoned guy who, who's got some some bursts to him. But a year ago, you know, Davion Prim was the the star of the spring, and then we never heard from him again. So there've been lots of spring stars over the course of time. I think I don't think playmakers will be a problem for them. I think they'll have enough of those if they can block and protect. And those are the those that's the area where. Um, where they've had trouble, and, and if they can do that I, I, offensively, they'll be okay. I think I, I really do. But that, that's a big gift. They really haven't had an offensive line that they could count on for for a number of years.
1: Uh, defensively, uh, at moments they had flashes, and then there was injuries, and then there's the suspensions and everything uh, the team went through on and off the field last year. How strong will the Spartan defensive unit, the starters be, and the depth? Uh, going into the fall,
3: that, that's a great question cause one of the things that there are two two things that need to happen with that defense. One is you talk about depth, and I think that's been a problem even in the year where they were eleven and two. We saw when injuries started to hit that next group of guys wasn't really uh, you know ready and wasn't capable of filling in. The other thing that that team needs is. is is dudes and and when I say that like just guys who are difference makers and Mel Tucker said at one point and he's a guy who's coached on national championship defenses that you need three or four of those guys on both sides of the ball to really be able to compete and and everybody knows what that are that, that's that's T J Duckett. that's Plaxico Burress you know that's those are those guys that it does not matter who you are playing how many stars they have. They're going to get theirs. They're a problem, and you've got to have enough of those guys. And I still don't know. um, I mean, there's some intriguing young players coming into the defense. I still don't know if those guys exist on this defense yet. And and that's really, you know, I think they have improved their depth, which will be a big part of things. At least being solid there. But I don't, you know, if, if I don't know that there's anybody right now that you look at and you go. That guy is a problem, no matter the matchup. Like a guy like Jacoby Winmon, who last year came in as a transfer and got off to that great start. Um, You know, then they moved him to defensive end right before the season, and once they started playing high major competition, you saw why he was actually a linebacker and not a defensive end. And when they moved him back, he made a big impact. So we'll see what they do there and 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 and, you know how that plays out. But um, they need guys to evolve into into difference makers and. You know, some of those guys who may eventually do it are, are probably pretty young on the roster right now.
1: Mel Tucker, with a lot of transfers in and out every year, and he's recruited well, and, and his best recruiting class, uh, I think uh, we just watched that come together. How, how is the culture building? Because you had that that great season, uh, but with guys coming and going, and you get the transfer portal now affecting all universities, all schools, all programs, all sports. How, how would you judge uh, the culture that Mel Tucker has put together in East Lansing.
3: Yeah, you know that's a good question. I, you know, I think uh, from my read on it, it, it's been fairly healthy that the that the they let the players do a lot of the recruiting when they're on campus. The recruiting feeds itself, and that's gone pretty well. And, and Mel Tucker will tell you, players know, and players tend not to lie to players. And so when you look at that, I think. The kids who are there um, feel like the coaching staff is pretty honest with them, even if they don't always like what they have to hear and, and, and up front, and that's been good. I think one of the challenges they've had, though, in that mix of uh, you know transfer world versus high school recruits, especially early on, was it, that's, it, it was an odd mix. It, the, the the D'Antonio holdovers and some of the kids that came in what, what helped it initially, I think. And there were some guys that didn't stick around and it, it didn't ultimately pan out, was you had – some guys like Kenneth Walker who were just undisputed like this, this is a guy that (laughs) it's amazing, right? Nobody's questioning the impact that has everybody's behind that. And then you had some other veterans, you know, who maybe weren't as good, but came from like a Ronald Williams at at Alabama, who, you know, played, you know, just turned out to be a depth guy and a decent player, but was a guy who understood the, what it took, came from a program that had, Uh, it won at the highest level and and, and was able to fit in. So I, I I don't, you know, my read on things is there aren't culture issues there. Um, But, you know, and and you're starting now, it's more and more Mel Tucker's guys and and all that. And as long as, you know, as long as um, winning happens eventually, and, and guys feel like the coaching staff is up front with them about opportunities and, what's going on, you know, I don't I don't sense that being the issue right now. Right now, I think the issue is just flat-out talent.
1: Graham Couch, you can follow everything Michigan State, Lansing State Journal. Uh, follow his Twitter uh, feed, just uh, Graham, C-O-U-C-H Couch on Twitter. Also, Couch in the Room Podcast, wherever you download podcasts, he's a co-host. Search that. Giving us his insight on the state of Spartan football with Coach Mel Tucker as a Welcome to their spring game this weekend. I appreciate your time, my man.
3: Anytime, Bill, take care. All right,
1: Graham Couts checking in on the Meyer guest sign, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeShow.net.
2: Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From little league to the big leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win.
1: More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com.
2: There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out.
1: We are back wrapping up with Moneyline Monday. I want to thank Superfly Hayes, one of the best in the business, if not the best, for producing a stellar show. If you missed any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, uh, the full show today, our podcasts are free, as always, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show. Also, as we say goodbye to Moneyline Monday, remember to always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week with the NBA playoffs starting, you as a new customer can bet five bucks your team wins. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big. Bad. HUGE.